Hello, and welcome to Cochlea. My name is Talon Stradley, and I'm a recording art student at Cal State Dominguez Hills. I learned a lot of cool things in my classes, and they say the best way to learn is to teach. So I made this show, a study guide for anyone who wants to learn about sound. Last episode, I told you that we'd be learning about microphones this time. Well, I have a test on Monday about MIDI, so instead we're doing a MIDI episode. For those who don't know, MIDI stands for Musical Instrument Digital Interface. It was developed back in the 80s as a way of connecting multiple different synthesizers together so you could control all of them from just one keyboard. It is also perfect for keeping them all in sync and expressing musical properties in a digital sense. When you play a virtual instrument on your computer, there is a 99.9% .9 chance that your computer is using MIDI to process that. So that's what it does, but you may be wondering what exactly is MIDI? Well, MIDI is a process, a standardized process. It is a series of instructions on how to interpret the playing of an instrument and turn it into numbers that can be communicated to other digital instruments. This process is so robust that it was developed back in the early 80s and literally has not changed at all in the 40 years since then. MIDI is kind of a genius invention. So let's break down exactly how MIDI works and why this process is so widely used in digital music. It all starts at your MIDI controller. This can be a variety of different things, but for our example, let's say it's a standard Yamaha keyboard, like the one I have in my garage. When I do anything on the Yamaha, such as pressing a key, turning a knob, changing a setting, it is taking that action and assigning it one of seven voice channel messages. It sends these messages to whatever synth is making the sound. Let's go over each of these seven messages. The first message is note on. This occurs when you press down a key on the keyboard. The note on message is telling the synth to turn on a given note, to play it. The second message is note off, which is when you take your hand off the key. That message says to turn off that specific note. Stop playing it. Next are the two pressure messages. These pressure messages are when you press a key and then press it down harder a moment afterwards. This is sometimes called aftertouch and can be assigned to a variety of things to help further augment the sound. There are two kinds of pressure messages. Channel pressure, which applies the same pressure value to all of the keys, and polyphonic key pressure, which allows each individual key its own aftertouch. Aftertouch is not available on all MIDI controllers, and when it is, it is normally channel pressure affecting everything at once. Only specific high-end MIDI controllers offer polyphonic key pressure. The next message is program change, which is basically shifting between presets on the synth. After that is the pitch bend message, which allows you to use that little wheel to the left of your keys to nudge the pitch in certain directions. Finally, you have the control change message, which is what you would use to change any of the knobs you have on the synth, like filters, LFOs, pulse width, or anything else you've got. Those are the seven MIDI voice channel messages. Note on, note off, channel pressure, polyphonic key pressure, program change, pitch bend, and control change. While these are the main messages that are being sent out, each one contains additional information that allows the synth to make the sound you want it to make. In order to delve into that, we have to have some very basic computer science knowledge. As you may be aware, computers are made of ones and zeros. This system is called binary. Binary allows us to interpret large numbers by using a system that condenses it down to just a few ones and zeros. 
Each of those digits is just one bit, which is a single one or zero position. Eight bits make up a byte. Enough bytes become a kilobyte, which becomes a megabyte, then a gigabyte, terabyte, and onward into oblivion. We're not going to go there though, we are going to stay at just a couple of bytes. You see, each of those seven messages are communicated through a few bytes. Take for example, note on. Note on is sent in three bytes. The first one is a status byte. It tells the synth exactly what it's trying to do. With the first half of the byte, or nibble, and yes, that's right, half a byte is called a nibble. With the first nibble, it is telling you what kind of message it is. Hi, I'm a note on message. With the second nibble, it is defining which channel it is affecting. Channels are very basically which sound you are trying to activate. Hi, I'm a note on message. Can you direct me to the organ department? Then, in the second byte of information, it says which note you want to play. Hi, could you direct me to A4's office? MIDI supports 128 different values, 0 to 127. This means that there are 128 different notes that can be played, much more than the 88 represented on a piano. Finally, the third byte communicates the attack velocity. The velocity is essentially how hard you press a key. This affects the volume of whatever you are playing. Hi, A4, could you play at a velocity of 104? <laughs> Thanks. All of this is being sent in that exact order to the synthesizer every time you press a key. When you release the key, it sends a note off message, which sends the status byte, note byte, and then a release byte, which is how fast you take your finger off the key. All of the other messages send similar data. Some have just two bytes, but most of them have three, communicating a variety of information. No matter which MIDI message you're sending though, the first byte always communicates what MIDI message it is and which channel it's affecting. That status byte is universal. That is the basis of how MIDI sends messages. But what about keeping all of this in sync? This is music after all, and timing is everything. Well, luckily we have a couple different options here. The first is MIDI timecode. MIDI timecode, or MTC, sends something called SMPTE, or SMPTE. SMPTE is a kind of message that originated back in the 40s as a way to sync audio to film. SMPTE counts as a few different things, hours, minutes, seconds, and frames, meaning frames of video. In MIDI, this means that it is keeping everything synced to those frames per second. The other option is MIDI clock, which keeps everything synced based off of the tempo of the song. It counts the measures, beats, and then the sequencer resolution. The sequencer resolution is how many pulses are being sent out every quarter note. This is measured in PPQ, or pulses per quarter note. The PPQ will depend on your device, but it could be anywhere from 24 to almost 2000. Pro Tools sets its cap at 960 PPQ. MIDI clock with the beats and measures is more commonly used for musical purposes, while MIDI timecode with the frames is used for composing for film, since you can sync it right up with the audio that's on the screen. And that's it. That's the basis of MIDI. While there's even more going on, such as system-exclusive messages, active sensing messages, panic buttons, and more, I want to keep this relatively simple, so we just talked about the kind of stuff you are most likely to run into if you composed a podcast theme in GarageBand. If you want to learn more, I've included a link in the description to a document detailing a lot of what we went over this episode, and a little more. And if you have any questions, you can always reach out to me on Twitter at CochleaPod. And that's it for this episode. Next time, we're probably going to actually talk about microphones because my midterm for that class is coming up. Cochlea is a production of Newton's Dark Room. 
It was written, narrated, and produced by myself, Talon Stradley. If you want to connect with the show or have a question that you'd like us to answer, you can find us on Twitter at CochleaPod and Instagram at Newton's Dark Room. For more information on the Newton's Dark Room Audio Collective, visit newtonsdarkroom.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.